Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. It is episode eight. Ep eight of the pod, unfiltered. And really unprecedented, and I say that in some kind of a sarcastic nature myself. Another unplanned episode. I was just sitting here in, in the unfiltered band. Thank you very much. All right, I said quiet down. People listen. Um, I, I was sitting there planning other episodes, and I was joking about this the other day, but like being very serious about it. I, I joke, but in serious nature, if that makes any sense. When you do four hours a day for 13 years, and then you don't talk. It's like the dog can't talk back to me. Not like I'm taking phone calls on the podcast like I did on a, a call-in show for 13 years. But anyway, it's like, you know, I like the banter and I like hearing the reaction out of this, you know, what the hell? Like, how did you not have Gretzky in your appointment view? And it's like, I explain that. Like, come on. Like, I try and give explanations and rationalizations. And also, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, like, I have all these, like, planned things. And then it's like, I wanted to do some MBA tonight. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had the pleasure and, you know, was really blessed to be able to do, you know, the free agent fever with, with Turner for years. And to host that and be there for, like, five hours at, at a desk. And it's fun. It's crazy. Like when all this stuff is going off because it's like, you know, I mean, you know, the great way, you know, there's the moratorium and then like you can't do the deals before. It's like everybody's already like, you know, I mean, we, hey, you can avoid that. No one talk to each other. Like, really? I mean, come on, man. You've received an email. Nope. Can't check it. Just in case a buddy of mine trying to ask me where he's going to sign. I mean, you know, in real life that happens. So come on, man. But I love it because it's. And I've always said this, you know, this is where another welcome to another podcast where I find something organically that leads me into here's where baseball screws this all up. Here's where baseball screws this all up. Like you got to cram free agency into a certain time period. The NHL and the NBA get that like I mean, it, it's it's terrific versus like the horrific of like the drag out in Major League Baseball. Right. I mean, it only ended up being what it was this past time. Around because with America's pastime, quote unquote, you were, you know, locking everybody out. Dudes couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, we're open season. And then, of course. And then it was like, you know, that that stupid Friday after Thanksgiving where it's like, why are you really online for like eight hours for a microwave? Are you serious? Like, granted, I once slept outside of Tower Records to get a bracelet to go into a mosh pit and Green Day concert in Uniondale, Long Island. So what the hell am I thinking? By the way, speaking of what am I thinking, before I get started, uh, I'm talking some NBA with you on, on this pod. I've been joking if you've been following me, and as I said last time, and I meant sincerely, like, this wasn't a joke. Screw you if you haven't. But if you have been paying attention, um, we're a work in progress in terms of our background, and it'll come. I just went through a move. But I, I added something here over this shoulder this time <laughs> from our podcast the time around where we did the hills to die on my top 10 sports hills to die on. And if you remember number nine, Cowboys fans are the worst. So I've now added that right behind me, our graphics team. I mean, they went through a lot of work right there. 
How come I can't line up my finger? I mean, this is like one of those things like, can you chew gum and walk at the same time? Can you eat 10 crackers without drinking water? And by the way, last thing, I got I to gotta say this. I won't show the brand that it is because they're not sponsoring me yet. But so I, I mean, this is pretty funny because it's like, really, this is what I ordered? So I ordered food tonight. I was lazy. I was actually hooping again until I, I can't imagine. Like, it's amazing, like... These courts are packed here in Atlanta at like four o'clock in the afternoon. It's like ass hot. It's crazy. I'm playing till nine thirty at night. The lights are on at the park. There's only like a few of you, and it's like you just run back and back and back and back. And it's like a great workout, and it's it's much cooler in the air. So to all the people locally, like what the hell are you doing at the park when you're like dying to heat at two in the afternoon? But I went to order food because I was a little bit behind. Like on my way back, actually, like from the park, I was like, I I really am hungry, and I. <laughs> So I really wanted a bottle, like some bottles of water. I didn't feel like going to the store. So I ordered a couple of bottles of water at the place where I, I ordered food. Now, I did not check what kind of bottles of water they were. So I'm the, I'm the ass, okay? I didn't check. This is what they gave me. It looks like I'm drinking champagne. So just in case, like, for everybody, this is not, like, clear tequila. This is not vodka. Like, I'm not, like, it happens to be the middle of the night because this is when the frenzy is the frenzy and the free agent fever or whatever you want to talk about. Like, you know, I got the fever, like with the NBA, right? So that's why. And I was, you know, kind of, you know, tossing and turning as I was thinking about different thoughts I had on it. I was like, you know what, I just want to kind of, like, get them out and, and I'll put this out and people can listen to it or watch it in the morning. But this this is just water. But really? And, like, I needed a bottle opener to open it. Who the hell wants to use a bottle opener to open a bottle of water? But if Aquapana wants to sponsor me, there you go. All right, here we go. Wanted to get into some of the, the stuff that's gone on because I, I love this sport and... There's, there's a lot that I'm pretty passionate about that already kind of have has developed, even though a lot more will come here over the coming days, considering you, know, you get requests of trades and all that. And let's start with that with KD, okay? First of all, I, I asked this question, and I asked this honestly, and this is like a terrible thing to say. So please understand, I'm me. I mean, I'm the guy with like a blue lit up headset, if you're watching. Does anyone like Kyrie Irving? Anyone? Is there anyone? Not only watching him play, because the dude is like an all-time talent, Hall of Fame talent, and I mean, unless you're including, you know, God Sham God, Rod Strickland, like there, you know, Zeke, like there are like he's look Steph is great at this too, by the way. But there were like a lot of great ball handlers, maybe the best ball handler we've ever seen. He's about legitimately knowing how to handle the rock, right? Does anyone like this dude? Like, I'm from New York, and, like, at no point have I been, man, I wish Kyrie was a Nick. Like, not for three seconds, literally. Not for three seconds. He's way better than Jalen Brunson. I don't want him on my team. Is that dumb? Maybe. But does anyone like this guy? The only shocking thing to me about KD asking for a trade is that he still wants to play with Kyrie Irving. I'd be like, dude, like, I don't care what anybody's thing is, like, on the vaccinations or whatever. Like, are you kidding me, dude? If I could play in the NBA, you could shoot me in the leg, literally. Like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just real talk. 
Like, you know, nobody putting a chip in your brain. Like, I don't care if you're, like, for it or against it. Like, I'm not for pineapple on pizza. You know I hate it. If somebody told me I could play in an NBA game, I'll eat pineapple on a pizza, like, while strolling around a street naked on rollerblades. I don't give a shit. Like, are you kidding me? Does anyone like Kyrie Irving? Anyone. Please, someone at me. Do you like Kyrie Irving? I don't mean like watching him play. Like, I mean, want to have a beer with him, like, enjoy him. Like, he's enjoyable. Is, is he enjoyable to anyone? What a pain in the ass this guy is. Seriously. What a complete pain in the ass. Sorry. Real talk. Okay? Real talk. And a lot of people are thinking it, and, like, they don't say it. What a complete MF and pain in the ass this dude is. Seriously. Like, I don't know everybody's rights or thoughts or religions. Like, I don't care about what like that's all fine and good how many excuses we got dude was on the celtics they're in the playoffs gordon hayward had been back for four minutes and is out playing him Kyrie was like three for 30 shooting i remember doing a post game at turner and this guy's up there saying i should have taken 40 shots no you shouldn't moron like come on man like dude own something with accountability like all this guy does is like succeed with his ability and then if I don't care. Look, you can't win on your own. I get it. Even though LeBron tried to prove that with Booby Gibson and Ilgowskis and all those guys with the Cavaliers, he took Shumpert, right? And J.R. Smith, who were like, at the time, were like Nick rejects. And look, J.R., these are both talented players, but like they were on the Knicks. So all of a sudden they had cooties. And this guy was dragging them to titles. So maybe you can. Took Kyrie there. And I know Kyrie hit the big shot and had the third. That's great. But like, you know, he wasn't better than LeBron. I'm sorry. And, like, when he had a chance to build his own team, do it on his own, he ran away. And then when he went to the next team and he didn't like them because they didn't want him to be, the, like, their boss or their daddy, he, they ran away there, too. Now he wants to run away somewhere else. And I run, I ran so far away. I mean, does he ever stop running? He's running from playing games because of the way with the vaccine. I mean, where, where is this guy? Is, is anyone like Kyrie Irving? That I should title this, does anyone like Kyrie Irving? Let's get to KD. I hope they don't get traded together. As a basketball fan, I really hope not. I don't want Kevin Durant to be playing with Kyrie. I feel like watching KD is like, it's like watching David Copperfield. Like, honestly, like I remember watching David Copperfield and I've seen him a bunch of times in Atlantic City, in Vegas, in the Cats. I've seen him like five times. And it was the first time I saw him, I remember, I was with my family, and his last stunt, he drove a motor... This is real. I mean, it wasn't... It was an illusion. But, like, he drove a motorcycle towards the audience, into it. Like, just drove off and, like, disappeared. How the hell did you do that? Well, how can you be seven feet and be doing the things KD does? I have no idea. I love watching the guy play. And I actually, you know, outside of the burner accounts, dig a lot about him, okay? I think there's been some insecurity in the past I don't really understand, if we're being fair. But, like, I dig the dude. And who doesn't want to watch him play? I just don't want to watch him play with Kyrie. It, that is, like, a pizza, and then here's some pineapple. No. No. You know, in this case, I'd rather the peanut butter on the bread without the jelly. Like, can one of you – like, no. You know, Kyrie's got to opt in because it's like nobody wants to trade for the guy or it doesn't work out or it doesn't fit his list. What list do you have? Like, how about the list of people who could tolerate you? I'm sorry. Like, somebody's got to say it, right? Kevin Durant. I mean, it's like – literally, it's like watching David Copperfield. All right? 
I don't want him to be soiled by playing with Kyrie Irving. But I do want to talk about the optics of this because the optics of this are real shit. Like, they're just, they're, they're terrible. I hate this. This is like, you know, when I talk about the shift in the first episode and I said, you can't, you can't ban the shift because it's difficult. Like, you don't tell, and, and I gave these references, if you missed the, again, if you missed the first podcast, screw you. But like, you know, Huggy Bear, like, hey, don't, you can't press. Jim Beheim, right? No, you're like, we're not doing zone. Like, what, really? Like, I can't use it? No, you can't use it. Buddy Ryan, maybe, no 46 defense. Like, you can't tell me you can't do the shift, but it sucks to watch. I'm not at all going to sit here and say that anybody should tell anyone else for a living what they should want to do. That is dumb. Like, the whole idea that people got mad at Kevin Durant when he left Oklahoma City to go to the Bay Area, you could just, you had me at hello with that. Like, I'm sorry, and I know people I know in that area, like, they get mad at me when I, when I say this, right? It's nothing against Oklahoma City, but it is. If you told me I was doing one job in OKC and I could do the same job for the same money on the same quality of company in the Bay Area, goodbye. Unless I got family or, like, doctor-related issues where, like, not, hey, bro, i love to go, but I can't get out of OKC because this is going on. No. Like, I'm gone. See you. Like, I'm thinking of the bridge in the beginning of Full House. Like, I'm out. Peace. Okay? There's no way I'm staying in Oklahoma City when you can make more money and then have more of the, you know, the sex appeal of things in life that all come with being a champion and can be a champion and play with better players that push you and all those things. Where in the hell am I not signing that deal to go to the Bay Area? Now, if it was the opposite, then we have a conversation. Well, should I go from the Bay Area to Oklahoma City? I could win. I could do all this, but then I could stay in the Bay Area. No one is thinking, I don't know if I want to go to hang out in San Francisco. I think I'd rather be in Oklahoma City, have a less chance to win, play with worse players, and more confusion over my career, and my brand won't grow anymore. But hey, I'll stay. Like, people who said he should stay are idiots. It's like when Albert Pujols went to the Angels for $50 million more. I said this at the time I was on the air, this day, the day that this happened. I said this at the time I met this. Take a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper right now. You cannot put, I want you to do this. If you're driving, I mean, be careful, right? Oprah probably says it's bad. But take a blank piece of paper right now. And you can't put religious things. Like somebody says like you got to do something against your religion. No one's asking you to do that. Somebody says you got to do something against like uh, your morals. No morals. I'm not saying have no morals. We could call this show that. But I'm not saying that. Cowboy fans are the wrong way or the worst. But I'm asking you this. Put on the list all the things you wouldn't do that I asked you to do right now if I gave you $50 million. I'll wait. You know what you're going to have? You ain't going to have Jack and what comes with it. You got a blank piece of paper. That's what you got. You got nothing on that list. What is on that list? 
I'll move to South Dakota and clean blood off the ice in the one hockey rink they got there. I don't give a – it doesn't matter. $50 million. Are you kidding? I'm about 50 bucks. Well, when those guys make so much money, it's two, what's the difference between 200 and $250 million? You mean other than $50 million? If you make $200 today as you start your workday, let's say if you're listening to this on a Friday, right, when tomorrow or today is whatever. If, if you make it 200 bucks today, and I told you for doing the same thing next door, you can make $250. you are not going? Yeah, loyalty and all that. I get it, right? Now imagine $200,000 or $250,000. Imagine if it's $50 million instead of $50,000 more. You're really not going? Are you kidding? And it met at pools. Well, he lied that he loved us. No, he didn't lie. Guy was big in the community. Now he's back, right? He didn't lie. He does love you. He just doesn't love you, the community, and the people that aren't his family as much as the family that he just gave an extra $50 million. Hi. So I'm not getting on Kevin Durant in general. Like, everybody wants to, you know, sit there. And look, I love Chuck and working at Charles Barkley. It's like, you know, people getting on him at the time when, you know, uh, with KD, when he, he went. And like, how could you? It's, it's, it's more manly to lose by yourself. Like, no, it's not dude like okay michael jordan was like the most egotistical guy ever you think he wants to go back in time and trade scotty pippen and only have scotty burrell the whole time no i don't think so okay doubtful really doubtful get over it but i hate the optics of it so i can't tell kd look you know, street cred is like you could be a, you know, a player getting calls from an umpire, right? A pitcher getting the, you know, the, the outside of the corner of a plate. The street cred is sweat equity and all that stuff going to get you anything in life. And if you're Katie, you could pretty much do whatever you want. So I can't really get on him for being like, screw it. I want out of here. This place doesn't work. What I don't get is that he, he decides in his own mind, hey, I think if I take Kyrie with me, it's a good idea. No, it's not. Even if somehow the Lakers or somebody financially figured it out, it's not a good idea. But on his own, he could do whatever he wants. He's probably going to end up in Phoenix with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and good luck with that. I mean, forget it. Even the Warriors aren't going to be able to play with that. Forget it. But, like, I can't blame the guy, really. I hate the optics of it, though. I do. I wish, like, they would send Kyrie somewhere, and then he could figure it out in Brooklyn. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, but I'm a New York guy. My dad's from Brooklyn. It's like, and I, I like the Nets. I do. So it's like, but, like, you can't be surprised when this happens. And it's like, how many teams do James Harden and Kyrie Irving have to be on? Like, how many? You know when, like I always say to people, it's like, when you're in a relationship, right? Anyone who's ever been in this situation. When you're in a relationship and everyone hates your significant other, like that you know, except you. You're the problem, not them. And you always find it out too late. You know, I don't care if it's an episode of Saved by the Bell, which it's happened in, where it's like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't listen to you when you told us the other, whatever. Like, that's what happens, right? But that can happen with one person. It's like, okay, she's not a fit, and then, you know, that person can have a great relationship with the next person. You can have a great relationship. With, that can happen. How many relationships Kyrie got that are good? How many James Harden had that are work? 
Like, how many teams are these guys going to play for? Really, honestly. They're like Reggie Sanders and Todd Zeal at this point. How many freaking teams are they going to play for? God, it's annoying. Sorry. That's not analysis. That's just real, right? But Katie can go whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> Who's you going to get on? You tell him. <laughs> it's like, again, really, David Copperfield. I mean, that's really what it's like watching. It's, it's serious. I mentioned Brooklyn. Let me get to the Knicks. Jalen Brunson deal, you know, the reported deal at $104 million or whatever it is for four years. The largest deal, first hundred-plus-million-dollar deal ever given to a player who'd never been an All-Star. And when you're a Knicks fan, like I've been my whole life, this is the classic, well, they overshot, right? And this is, which is, you want to talk about, and I mumble because this is the saddest thing to explain, right? I'll give you an example of what just, I'll tell you what just went through my mind, and I'll get right back to this, because it, it, it is correlating, I promise. In my brain it is, at least, right? It is late at night. And I have, excuse me, I have this large water, so maybe it's getting to me. I mean, how dumb does this look? Seriously, I, you people got to get the video just to see this. It's the stupidest thing. It's like, really? Like, what did I, and I didn't order lobster. Like, what came with this? If I told you, you'd be like, really? I just don't want you to know what I eat. It's a secret. I tell you every, no. It's, anyway. Um, so here, here's where I was going in my head. As a, as a baseball guy and working in that sport, I think of many situations like this, but one that I'll give you an example that I was thinking of, like Mark Teixeira. When Mark Teixeira was a free agent back in the day, it was the offseason where the Yankees got CeCe and Teixeira, and I'm missing a big one only because it's late at night. But they spent $500 million, all right, in an offseason. It's like, okay, like the Yankees are back, right? And then they end up in a World Series, right? I know so many fans in Maryland who were like, he's coming to the Orioles because he's from there. He's coming, he's coming to the Orioles. Like, no, dude, he's going to come home. The Orioles offered him a lot of money. The same amount, I think it was $184 million. The same amount, I believe, that the Yankees offered. But you got to overpay to get somebody to not play for the Yankees and play for the Orioles. Now, no offense to Baltimore, but that's understandable when you got to take somebody to tug them away from the Yankees to the Orioles. You know what the sad part is? The Knicks are the Orioles, not the Yankees. That's the sad part. You got to overpay. Now, I got to pay dudes more to play at the Garden, the Mecca, the greatest place on earth, right? I mean, I, I, it's amazing, but it's real. Like, I got to pay, I got to pay guys more to play there. I got to beg them, right? I mean, it's crazy, but it's true. I like this deal a lot. Let me tell you why. First of all, and forget about the fact that just, you know, Rick, whose dad is now assistant coach with Tibbs, and I love Tibbs. I had a chance to work with Tibbs for only about a week, but I had like a really weird three-month stretch in the years that I was at Turner where I worked on a set and at different points in the three months, my analysts were Jason Kidd, Frank Vogel, and Tibbs, and like they were all like like coaching the next year, and was like I led you there. <laughs> I mean, clearly that's not what happened. But I got a chance to get to know them. All good dudes. But Tibbs is awesome. Like he's like I thought. I told him before, and even though I knew he's like a Nick guy, like from the nineties, I was like, I'm gonna hate this guy. Like he seems like such an asshole. He's such a good dude. I loved working with him. I mean, he's he's legit, right? But 
and you're in New York, and you're on the Knicks, this is not like playing for the Mets, okay? Look, the Mets, everybody's excited. Everybody's into it. The fans are dying with them, and, and I know, right? But the Knicks are a different – the Knicks are packing the house, and it's like, why are you going? It, really, you feel that way as you're walking in. Like, why am I here to watch Steve Novak? Like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> it's like – like, I've had those moments. Like, why am I here to watch Keith Van Horn play? What am I doing right now? But you go. I mean, they pack. It's a different feel. It's a vibe. But you need to be a winner, and you need for that team to be good, to have a leader on the floor, somebody who leads this team. And it doesn't have to be leading them just in points, but leads them in play. Now, Julius Randle, I love what he's become, and I love what he's done. I love R.J. Barrett and the growth that he's got. But to say it in the way Mark Jackson would say it, point God, like you can have a point God because it's like point God when you're literally running a team at the Garden. And there's a lot about Brunson that reminds me of Mark Jackson. Like, you know, obviously, you know, not specifically the way they play because, you know, Mark obviously is such a good facilitator, one of the best of all time. But I remember watching Mark Jackson at St. John's and, and was so excited when he went to the Knicks and then came back a second stint and not so much was excited when he went to the Pacers and got pudgy and was backing down Chris Childs the way he was. Not as much. But I was so excited because, and I, I admittedly, when Tibbs became coach, I wanted to, and I was telling everybody that I work with, I was like, please, can we like make this? I wanted Mark Jackson to be the coach, like forever. Because Mark Jackson was a New Yorker and like a leader. And he got it. Like he got that, like, I got to be tough to do this. Like, you can't – look, I mentioned Chris Childs. not going to get him on, on him or Charlie Ward. Like, Charlie Ward was ready to fight P.J. Brown at that foul line. Like, Chris Childs was like – I mean, maybe he talked too much, maybe more than his game – but, like, these guys were not afraid. That Nick team, like, with Anthony – with Mace, May rested, like, Oakley, those guys weren't afraid. Anthony Bonner, I mean, everyone was afraid of them for good reason. Xavier McDaniel, I mean, you got X-Man Bonner. He was like – honestly, it was like the Avengers – You can't be afraid. R.J. Barrett's still a young player. Clearly not afraid, getting better as a shoot, right? But you you got to have a jet. you got to have a leader. No offense to Emmanuel Quickly or, like, all the other guys that they've had, like, bouncing around in that spot. And obviously D. Rose has done it. But it's – I needed a guy who, like, embodies – Jalen Brunson, you know, I know his dad played for the Knicks. You know, he played a lot, obviously, at the Garden in the Big East, right? But you're talking about – and I've only met Jay Wright – once. Ironically, I mean, we spent a lot of time close to each other because I grew up in Long Island and spent a lot of time at Nassau Coliseum, which is like a stone's throw or a snowball's throw or a beer bottle's throw, depending upon what bar you're at in that Hempstead Turnpike from from Hofstra, right? I'll give you one thing I remember about those bars on Hempstead Turnpike. Anybody who lives in that area will remember. There was a bar. I don't even know if it exists anymore. It was called Bogart's, which was like a shithole. But it was a bar that like, you know, you can get into it with a fake ID. Sorry, parents. When I was, you know, in my teens, and <laughs> I just remember, which is, it's terrible, but it's funny. Have a sense of humor, people. It's okay. Because it could have a he instead of she on there. It doesn't matter. But the bartenders were wearing shirts, drink till she's cute. And I was like, that's fun. It's a fun shirt. So what I, that's, what I, that's what I remember. <laughs> Sorry. Th that's why it's unfiltered. By the way, reminder... 
Cowboy fans are the worst. So when you're sitting there and you're looking at the Knicks and their situation right now, what's their road to get to the finals? I have no idea. But the Celtics actually make you feel better. Now, you need R.J. Barrett to take another step. He's got to become an even better player. He's got to, he's got to get close, and he's a young player. But he got to have that jump to next year where you're like you're talking about him, like he's doesn't have to be Jason Tatum, but he got to be like a guy you talk about there, right? Now I don't know if he's got that in him. We're gonna find out. You're gonna have to get some. I don't know if it's luck. I mean, you know, picked him where he did in the draft, but he's gonna have to be there because you're gonna have to have some help. But Julius Randle has continued to grow, right? They need the Marcus Smart type. Now, I'm not saying in terms of the same player, but the grit and the guy who's gonna bring like. You know, Jalen Brunson, like, he, he listen to interviews from this dude, and I was talking about Jay Wright. Like, these these four-year guys with Nova, like, look at, like, they all know how to play. They all, all they did was win. Go look at this dude's record when he was in college. They lost, like, seems like five times. Him and Hart and Arcadia, uh, Arcadiacano and all those guys. I mean, it's, it's absurd the amount of winning that they did. Right, DiVincenzo, all those guys. This guy's a winner. He continues to get better. He averaged 16 a game this season. Doesn't need to do more than that on this team. You need him to just be a leader, make the right plays. And they need a playmaker on this team. Is he worth 25 mil a year because of a playoff run where Doncic mixed a couple of games and he hit 41 in that 31? I mean, look, you hope he's not B.J. Upton, right? Melvin. $75 million, here it is for your eight home runs in the playoffs. I think he had five after that the rest of his life. You don't want that. But I, I, I really do believe because of what they need, and it reminds me of Mark Jackson, like he's, he's got a New York toughness to him. You know he's going to work. You obviously, having dad there has always been tough on him, but been a mentor. He's going to help. He's a guy who's going to be an extension of what Tibbs and the toughness you got to have there. I dig it. I really do like it. Now, I know they tried to get DeJounte Murray, and that's where we'll go next. That would have been a really big deal. Now we're talking. You, get, you somehow figure out how to get both those guys, right? With Randall and Barrett, and now, now, you're, now, you're, now we're talking. But the Celtics, it's like they don't have that many great players. I'm sorry, like Al Horford's 104 years old. Like, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but hi. You know, it's not like the Heat had better players than they did. Sorry, and younger talent. Like, Jason Tatum, you know, stunk up the joint in the finals. I get it. He's a, he's a really talented player. I love Jalen Brown. like the way he plays. Marcus Smart, grit and all that stuff. But it's not like they had – they weren't, you know, blowing dudes away with talent and ability. The West has, like, five teams that can do that. So the East has a little bit of, like, you know, do I see, like, the Brunson, you know, Randall Barrett? No, it doesn't make – Barrett's got to make a jump. And the, the Knicks got to add somebody else. How? I don't know. They have 700 first-round picks. You couldn't trade enough of them to go get DeJounte Murray? That's what I don't get. Like, what are you having all these picks for? What, are you hoarding them? You hanging out with them? Like, what the hell is, like, a bunch of hats in a closet? Like, what are you doing with them? Good job by the Hawks, though, and I'm sure Trey Young's excited on the DeJounte Murray edition. I think that'll be good for Atlanta down here. And I like watching the Hawks play. Um, Trying to think of other ones I want to hit on. Bradley Beal, like... I love I love Brad Beal. I love watching him play. Okay, 
this dude's one of the more underrated players still in the league, even after everything he's done. All the times where he wasn't an all-star, and I don't like that he complains about it necessarily, but okay. Yeah, five, look, I can't tell anybody who got $251 million what to do. Here we go again. Like, why would you take that? But, man, do I wish I could, like, hypnotize the dude to not take a deal from the Wizards and take four instead. Like, you, you got so much money. You're so talented. I know you're so tied to the organization. <clears throat> this is where, like, he needs a bunch of friends to tell you that, that you're in a relationship where the other guy sucks. Right? Like, dude, she bad for you. Like, you're in D.C. They're never going to win anything. Like, sorry. Like, you're just not going to win there. Adding, I love Monty Morris. Like Will Barton. Like you're not winning. Like you're not going anywhere. You get nineteen. You get add nineteen guards to help Brad Beal, and they ain't going anywhere. All right. Sorry, I can't tell a guy not to take two hundred fifty-one million dollars. But I'm just saying. I wish he'd leave. Please go. Like it would be easier. Be fun. Wouldn't you like to see him somewhere else? I would. My gosh. That's a. But you know. Anyway. The one underrated deal I want to touch on, there's, there's more that will come. Maybe I'll do a couple more of these as more deals come out. But the P.J. Tucker thing with the Sixers. Now, obviously, they're working with Harden, and, and there was a report that this weekend they will have more discussions. And you figure. I mean, they're going to figure that out, right? P.J. Tucker, there are certain guys that's like wherever they go, you're going to win. And I'm not trying to compare is you know, nothing against it. He's a great dude, Eric Hensky. Like, he does a lot more than Eric Hensky. And he's not as good as Charles Haley. Like, I'm trying to think of other guys, like, everywhere they seem to go. It's like, really? Okay, we're winning again. Like, I mean, this guy's, like, everywhere where you win. But what he did a couple years ago and how he changed the Bucks and added to what they were bringing to the table, then, you know, the grit and down the stretch, even though, I mean, my God, he was, he was like, upfront and personal for, like, the massacre that Kevin Durant was putting on him in that series two years ago. Doing the best he could. I mean, that's just because KD is Copperfield, right? But, you know, again, he goes to the Heat, and you see how he helps there. Like, him in Philly, I think that's big for a guy like James. Like, James is a great player. But, like, he's not he's not going to have any, like, moments where you're like, wow, this guy, like, Herb Brooks and Miracle. Or, like, this guy, like, you know, I mean, he he's really fueling the fire with his passion. No, that's not going to happen. You need P.J. Tucker. He also, I feel like it's a hockey team where it's like you would have, you know, where's Gretzky and, like, where's Marty McSorley? Like, you need a guy to kind of, like, protect all of that that you got with the beard. So I think it's a big deal. Even though people don't talk about it as much, it's not going to get any fanfare. What do you get, three for 33? I mean, it's totally worth it. 33.2. I don't want to take that away because it's a lot of money. Uh, this is uh, eight. It's kind of point two comparatively in size and length, but you know more will happen, and it'll be like my luck. I'll like you know send this up there, and thirty five minutes later, Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns for I don't know four bags of chips. It's like, you know, what deal do you have to get? Does anyone like Kyrie Irving? Please, please. I'm asking, and I know that I'll forget to ask them tomorrow. But like, I believe and hi, I love you. Thank you for having me. Like, you know, they could tweet stuff out. Like, please, I don't care. Tweet the only thing in the podcast. Ask anyone. Like, ask me asking, does anyone like Kyrie Irving? Not his game, not his handles. Does anyone legitimately like this guy? I don't know if there's a least like, less likable player in the NBA right now. Facts. Episode 8. Can. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.